Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. We're the hosts of the Places Where We Go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Welcome back, and today we're going to take a trip that's closer to home of where we live in Southern California, but instead of going toward the central part of the Southern California area with Los Angeles, etc., we're going to go north instead, and we're going to take you to the wonderful city of Santa Barbara, California. One of our favorite places. One of the things I like about going to Santa Barbara is it's only about a little over an hour away from where we live, but we're not in the car for probably 30 minutes before we start getting these very calming views of the Pacific Ocean and you just lose the urbanness and it just puts me in a more peaceful state of mind. Yeah, most of the drive is coastal and Santa Barbara itself is a coastal city. Yeah. So Santa Barbara is roughly, I'm going to say like an hour and a half north of the Los Angeles County line, past Ventura County, then you get into Santa Barbara County, and it's just a beautiful coastal city. The downtown area is nestled between the oceans and the mountains. It's a wonderful place that offers art and culture, and it's one of those... Lots of food. And lots of food. Yes. And it's just one of those great weekend getaways for people who live in California or the southern part of California. And I would say, if you're planning to visit from out of state, you might even think about, instead of dealing with the hustle and bustle in a place like Hollywood and downtown Los Angeles, you'll get a different type of experience and a very cultural experience, one that's enjoyable if you go the other direction to Santa Barbara. So we're going to actually turn this into a two-part episode. Today, we're going to take you through five things to do that we call on the beaten path. So some of the most popular things that people do in Santa Barbara. And on the following episode, we'll add about five or six more things that we're going to call off the beaten path. So we're going to offer you a variety of things to consider for a trip to Santa Barbara, California. Our most recent trip to Santa Barbara was not too long ago, and we ended up taking the trailer, which was a different experience for us. We'd never done that before. Not to Santa Barbara. Not to Santa Barbara. And we stayed in an RV park. It was called Sunrise RV, and it was just a place for us to park and to sleep in, basically, because we spent most of the time in the city or in the mountains, in this case, mm-hmm. while we were there, which was just a couple of days. It was a nice RV park. I thought it was okay. I just thought it was a little tight, and we are kind of new to the RV scene. So for us, it was a little nerve wracking trying to maneuver around a little bit within this RV park. But there was lots of big rigs there and there's people, you know, it can be done. We made it through, had a nice place to 
sleep just uh, south of the downtown area, I think Mm -hmm. that place was. So let's start with, before we actually get into the first of our official things to do, I would recommend... If you're not familiar with the area, one of the first places you may want to stop at is the Santa Barbara Visitor Center, which is before you get to State Street, just south of the wharf area. You've got a visitor center that can clue you in on what there is to do at the time of your visit. So visitor centers are always a nice option to get acclimated, to get started. You might even walk away with some coupons for things to do. And when you're ready to start exploring We're going to start with one of the uh, probably most popular places in Santa Barbara. Yes, and very prominent in Santa Barbara, nestled up in the hill area. It is the Santa Barbara Mission. It's the queen of the missions, and it sits on a lot of acreage, about 15. And it sits high enough to where you can actually see the Pacific Ocean if you look past a lot of the structures that are between the mission and the ocean. Yeah, Junipero Serra picked one heck of a piece of land for this mission. Well, yes, and I think then there was no obscurities. You looked right at the ocean. You were right there pretty much. It is a beautiful spot where many, many things are available to you, whether you want to tour the mission, whether you want to have lunch at the mission, whether you want to go to the museum. There's just lots of things available there. You and I have been to almost every California mission. And as I'm picturing them in my mind, I think this one is the most kind of picturesque and beautiful of all the missions. I can't think of one that I would put above it from from that regard, just from a where it's set, location. Yeah. There are some that have their own unique beauty. There's other missions that offer other things. Yeah. Santa Barbara Mission is pretty intact, and it has beautiful grounds, and it sits... You can't beat its location. It's just in this gorgeous location. A little bit about the mission. It was founded by the Spanish Franciscans in 1786 as the 10th of the California Missions. And it is still an historic church more than 200 years after its inception. It was founded on the feast day of St. Barbara, who has quite a story herself. It is still an active church. Masses still continue. Liturgies are there for the community and for visitors. And it's quite active. It's It's got a lot of parish activities going on. You can also tour it if you want to go inside and look at the church. It's available to tour. But you have to be mindful that it is an active church. There are things that go on like the liturgies. There's weddings there. There's funerals. So all these things that happen within parish activity are happening there. So sometimes the tours are a little bit spotty. Probably busiest that way on the weekends. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It also has a historic cemetery since it's been around so long. And it has, uh, what I mentioned before, a museum. And the museum has a lot of historical artwork in it and artifacts from the area dating quite a ways back. There was, at some point in time, the Chumash Indians were extremely active in this area and worked a lot of the land there. The inside of the church, it remains pretty much the same as it looked in the 1820s. This area in general has a lot of earthquakes and it has been through quite a few major earthquakes in which they had to repair and reconstruct. Another interesting thing is it has an archive library. 
And that occupies a portion of the complex. It's the oldest library in the state of California that still remains in the hands of the Franciscans. It contains the largest collection of early California writings, the California early maps, and a lot of photography images dating pretty far back. If you want to stay on the outside, there's a beautiful architecture that the mission still has that has not been changed. And there's also just that beautiful view of the city and the ocean. So it's pretty well-rounded. I mean, you there's so much to do there. You could spend quite a bit of time there, inside, outside, between the museum, the tours, the outside, the cemetery, all those things. Um, there's just a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You were even, once upon a time, taken, I think, by the beauty of this particular mission. You had your mom paint us a painting mm-hmm. of the mission, which hangs somewhere in our house. One of the things that's found behind the church tower is a lady who was buried there who is called the Lone Woman of San Nicola Island. And there is a book that people may have heard of by the author Scott O'Dell that's called The Island of the Blue Dolphins. And it's this amazing story of this girl who I guess kind of was abandoned and grew up on one of the islands off of the Santa Barbara coast and years and years later as an adult found her way back to the mainland but had lived for a good chunk of her life in solitude and um, that lady with that the book is named after is buried on these grounds I actually uh, I, I went through that book for the first time about two years ago or so so if you're going to visit And if you haven't read that book, it's an interesting story. And when you get to the mission, you can kind of put those pieces together. The other interesting thing is that the mission had a cathedral status at one point. And that is why you see the two bell towers that is unique to cathedrals at the time. And it has since lost its cathedral status, but it does have the historic status now. Yeah. And it's the only mission with two bell mm-hmm. towers. Yep. yep. So we have been there many, many times. We were there even before we were married. We visited mm-hmm. there. So it's a go-to place for us. Yeah. I always found it interesting when we visit just about any of the missions, and this one in particular, just going through the museum and seeing the artifacts of mm-hmm. what the rooms were like back in the day when the mission was being constructed. And I think at this one, too, they have... Here's what the kitchens were like. Here's what the working rooms were like. So it gives you that sense of back in history, what these people, the the living conditions. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple fun facts. I'm always up for some fun facts. Just 27 days before Abraham Lincoln's assassination, he signed the Lincoln document, which upheld the decision to return all mission lands in California to the Catholic Church after they were said to have been illegally confiscated and sold by the Mexican government. So Lincoln had an impact on our California mission status. Yeah, I heard about that like the first time just a few years ago and mm-hmm. never knew that before. We saw it in a museum. I remember seeing mm-hmm. the museum mm-hmm. I also have one, and this one is regarding choral singing. So the mission, the Santa Barbara mission, has the oldest unbroken tradition of choral singing among all of the California missions, and it's believed, perhaps, of any California institution. 
you have Catholic liturgy that's serviced by two choirs, the Mission Scola, the Capella Barbara, and the Mission Archives also has one of the richest collections of colonial Franciscan music manuscripts known today. And from time to time, depending on when you visit, you may be there at a time when there's a public performance by one mm -hmm. of the choral groups, because that does happen at the mission from time to time. So check the calendar at the time of your visit. Okay, let's move on to the next one, another place we've been to many times. Yeah, so the second place we're going to share with you is the Santa Barbara Zoo. And we have been there numerous times. The thing I like about this zoo is when I think about at least the other zoos we have in Southern California, we have the LA Zoo and the San Diego Zoo. Both of those are of a more sizable landscape. Much more. Yeah. And when you get to the Santa Barbara Zoo, I guess one of the things that just strikes me about it is how small it is. So San Diego Zoo probably is one of the biggest zoos in the country or in the world. It's just huge. Mm -hmm. And you can spend probably a couple of days strolling the grounds there. Santa Barbara Zoo, conversely, you could probably make your way through the whole grounds in about two hours, mm -hmm. I think. Very personal, though. You mm -hmm. could, you're very up close to a lot of the exhibits. Yeah. And I think every time we've been there, we've never had an issue of battling crowds. So it, it's more of a quiet type of experience, and it's a very nice experience. The it's zoo great for young children. I think having, if you have young children, it's a great place to put them in a stroller and stroll through and yeah. just enjoy your time there. And anybody who loves animals, it's mm -hmm. a great place too. So this zoo is a 30-acre park, and they actually do have 146 species including mammals, reptiles, and birds. You will find penguins, giraffes, anteaters, gorillas, and a flock of native California condors. And one of the things I learned about is there's only four zoos in the world that have a condor showcase, and Santa Barbara Zoo is one of them. So if you want to see the California condors in a zoo setting, you're going to find that at the Santa Barbara Zoo. So kind of like the mission, one of the things that you find at the zoo is just the way it's situated. It sits on these lush grounds. As you're strolling, you're going to find places where you have great views of the local landscape, including the Pacific Ocean and the San Inez Mountains. You mentioned, Julie, it's a great place for kids. There's playgrounds mm -hmm. there where the kids can run around. It's also situated right next to the bird sanctuary. There's areas where you could actually view that bird sanctuary it's quite large and if lucky you, you'll see some uh, native birds in the area yeah also for the kids there's a, a little train that makes its way around the perimeter of the zoo so uh, little ones can ride on that and also available is feeding of the giraffes which is open to visitors at the zoo so the zoo is open on most days from 10 a.m to 5 p.m Today, at least during this COVID time, you do have to make reservations online before your visit. So do check their um, status if you're planning to go, if they're going to be open for walk-ups or if you have to make that reservation in advance. There's a couple of restaurants on the premises. And one of the tips we would offer is arrive early for parking. There's only so many places mm -hmm. to park in the parking lot and it fills up quickly so if you don't get there early, you may find yourself needing to park off 
of the grounds of the zoo and then walk. Which can be very tricky. Yeah, I think you yeah. and I, we've experienced that before yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So that's our tip. Get there early, but do think about the zoo on your itinerary for Santa Barbara. Okay, number three. Very well known in the city, in the downtown area, is what they call State Street. It is aptly named State Street, and this is where you're going to find most of your shopping, your restaurants, your places for ice cream. Many, many people stroll up and down the street. It's a great place for a nice stroll, you know, that's really close to the beach. If you go there, I really recommend that you take a stroll down State Street or at least part of State Street and enjoy that experience. I don't remember a time that we've went and we haven't walked down State Street. It's like Street. a magnet for us when we yeah. go there. We, whatever it is that we do in Santa Barbara, we always find our way back to State Street and do the stroll, get food. Yeah. Um, and we usually also walk all the way down to the beach area. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it dumps right off into the beach area yeah. and where the pier is. Mm-hmm. Another must go yeah. in uh, Santa Barbara. In short, State Street is the happening place of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also have a lot of architecture there. If you're interested in architecture, it is a city that's been around for a very long time, and they've done a great job at preserving a lot of the historic buildings in the area. There are times during COVID, and I believe now, that parts of State Street are closed to cars and traffic. They have done this in order to allow the businesses, uh, restaurants in particular, to place their tables and chairs outside of their restaurant and onto the street. So they've literally closed down the street to give the restaurants that opportunity to keep their business open. Yeah, because we've had that ban on indoor dining. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. The last time we went, what, about two months ago or so? Mm -hmm. To be able to walk through the streets, it almost felt like a being in Europe type of experience yeah, where you've got those yeah. bigger places to walk. It'll be interesting, and, and I bet they'll probably open the streets back up to car traffic, but part of me wonders if after that experiment, they might retain some of that, because it really makes it nice as you're a visitor just to have that Very nice. room. Very nice, yeah. And for dining even, I think it was nice to have that outdoor option. Especially there. Santa Barbara has very, very good weather most of the year. We live in California. We have California weather. Even by the beach, there's just some beautiful, beautiful days to Mm -hmm. enjoy. And they're usually quite sunny and quite nice. So, yeah, I hope they retain it. I don't put out a lot of hope for that, but it would be a nice change if they decided to keep that. There are a few historical sites that I had mentioned on State Street and in the downtown area. You'll find the Granada Theater, which is an historical site. There's some interesting museums, and nearby is the Santa Barbara County Courthouse, which has the old architecture still. And it is one of those architectures that it just dominates the city. And they've tried to keep that aesthetic throughout the city so the city doesn't lose its feel its beginnings which was very much a mexican heritage when it first started when i was thinking about santa barbara one of the things that comes to mind for me when especially in comparison with other big cities in southern california 
I usually end up thinking of it as a safer place or a place that doesn't have the same vibe as we get into when we visit like downtown Los Angeles. But that said, I'm just going to throw this out. I mean, there's been a few times that you and I have been doing the stroll on State Street and that, I think what you call the Spidey Sense, has gone up. And we've had encounters yeah. where we know that we're being followed. There are... I think the pickpockets and stuff. So it's just there's a, many pickpockets. You there, need to be aware. Yeah, it is a coastal city, and it, in every coastal city, you're always going to find, especially in California, because we have such great weather. You find the homeless. They live in these areas because there's places for them to sleep, and they keep warm at night. Mm-hmm. So you have that element there. We've gone there. We usually run across somebody that is mentally unstable because of whatever reason. Who knows? But I have never seen anybody attacked. I've never seen anything that's been totally out of line that would have, that I would say, this is a scary place. Yeah. I think for, uh, for attacks, someday we'll do our story on New Orleans and we'll share our uh, yeah. people getting attacked. Yeah. And if you want to go beyond that and get into murder and mayhem, go back into our archives for one of our Cardiff oh, Wales yes. episodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. None of that in Santa Barbara that we've experienced. For us, it's normal. For us, well, normal. For us, it's uh, what we have seen throughout the years. And we kind of know, you know, how to handle it. We just, you just... Don't engage, walk the other direction, you know, and keep your uh, spidey sense up. Yeah, be aware. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So continuing down State Street, we get to the next place that we recommend as a must stop in Santa Barbara, and that's go down to Stern's Wharf. So at the very end of State Street, as you're walking toward the ocean, you just keep going across that final street that you're going to get to and you find yourself on Stern's Wharf. And this is located in the harbor in Santa Barbara. It was completed in 1872 when it became the longest deep water wharf between San Pedro on the south side of California and San Francisco on the north. And it's named for its builder, who was a local lumberman, John P. Stearns. And the wharf served the passenger and freight shipping needs of California's south coast for over a quarter century. It's also California's oldest working wharf. And when you get there, what are you going to find? You've got specialty shops, so opportunities to get souvenirs and gifts. You've got candy outlets, ice cream shops, and multiple restaurants. Mm-hmm. So some, you know, we've had a couple of times where we've ended the day with a bite to eat on the wharf, mm-hmm. and that's always a nice experience. There's also the Santa Barbara Museum of Natural History Sea Center there. So that could be a good place to take your kids to help them learn about the marine life that lives in those waters. Mm -hmm. I think that during the COVID time, the Sea Center has been closed. It has been closed. But we are very, very close to things opening up. And I think just the other day we heard about museums will now be Mm -hmm. able to open. So hopefully the Sea Center will have the open doors very, very soon. When you get to the wharf, you've got great views of the ocean. It's just a great place to walk. You've got the adjacent shoreline park area that you can just keep walking along the coast there in Santa Barbara. P. 
people rent bikes. There are some nice bike paths for biking. So that's biking another... is real big there. There's yeah. a lot of people that rent bikes, have their own bikes, and there's just a code of how you walk that path or bike it. So it, there's always a bell going off behind you. You hear this ding, 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 ding. And you just, you know, you know, there's something coming and you just move out of the way and let them pass. And as you're looking at the ocean and when you're by the pier, keep your eyes open because you may see sea lions that are swimming or bobbing around on the buoys. One tip that we're going to offer for when you're walking on the wharf, and I guess this is for the ladies, probably more so for the ladies, but it's going to be helpful to have proper foot attire so i think every now and then you and i we go to the wharf and invariably we will see a lady in high heels Mm -hmm. and high heel walking on the pier those two things don't go together yeah just get ready to be walking on the balls of your feet the whole time if you're wearing heels because those heels are going to slip down into the cracks of the uh the lumber that is used to build the pier so a good, nice rubber sole tennis shoe works very well. So if you're going to do the things that we've already mentioned, spend some time at the mission, go to the zoo, take a stroll down State Street, that will take up an entire day. And by the end of that, you're going to be hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. And we have been there many times. We have visited many restaurants in Santa Barbara because we've gone there many times. And there's cuisines for anything that you really want, mostly on State Street. So it's, you know, if you have a smartphone, it's a good idea to just take out your phone and look to see what's available, what's there, and what you're in the mood for at that moment. We've had uh, some fantastic Mexican food. We've had Chinese food there. We love our ice cream. So they have a a few ice cream shops there. There There's so much there that you're going to have a hard time choosing which place you want to go to. But I don't remember ever going to Santa Barbara and not enjoying the food. Some people say that Santa Barbara has some of the best restaurants in the United States. You've got chefs who work there who are world famous. You know, I partly hesitate throwing out names of restaurants because I think it's unfortunate, but one of the things that happens with the restaurant scene is names of restaurants come and go really quick. So, you know, we we might have a restaurant that we recommend today A year from now, it might be gone or it's something else. It's just kind of the nature of that industry and that turnstile situation with restaurants even happens in Santa Barbara. But even that said, you are going to find not only a great variety of food, Julie, like you said, but probably spectacularly prepared food. Mm -hmm. So if you love to eat good food, Santa Barbara uh, will not disappoint. Okay, a few fun facts. We always like to end with that, right? On Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara, the oldest human fossils were found in that were in the United States and excavated about 30 miles from downtown Santa Barbara. So back in the day, those early people knew that Santa Barbara was the place to be. Yeah, even yeah. then, huh? Yeah. 
You and I, in fact, I mean, we, we've mentioned several times that we used to have this dream of retiring in Santa yeah, Barbara. Yeah, we did, yep. But yep. we would need to win the lottery, I think, to be able to <laughs> yeah. pull that off. So I don't think that's going to be happening, but at least we live close enough where we can visit from time to time. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact, the Libero Theater in Santa Barbara is the oldest continuously performing theater in the state of California. Very cool. How about the last one? Santa Barbara's huge and gorgeous Morton Bay fig tree, with its more than 21,000 square feet of shade, considered to be the largest ficus in the United States. Yeah, and we've been to that tree, and it is enormous. Yep, huge. Sight to see. So we hope we've wet your whistle for a few things in Santa Barbara. If you've never been, and if you're anywhere near Southern California, I mean, I would put Santa Barbara on your list before you go to Hollywood, before you go to Los Angeles, before you go to those types of places. I know there's a lot of, you know, different strokes for different folks. If you really, really, really like the urban scene, then yeah, I guess like a place like downtown LA will probably offer you a lot. But if you if you want something different, if you want California culture, if you like the coastal experience without the craziness that you're going to get at a place like Venice Beach, or even I think when people come to California from out of state, they think Malibu. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, guess what? There's really not a lot to see and right. do in Malibu. Right. And in fact, I think people would be disappointed. Yeah. Go up the coast, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. You, you can spend several days just soaking up that town. It's mm-hmm. a great place. When we get together next time, we're going to continue talking about Santa Barbara and we're going to take you through about a half dozen things that we call off the beaten path in Santa Barbara. So thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, thanks for joining us in the places where we go. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you places where we go. See you next time. Bye now.